As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that supports your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, along with Layla Mutant. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Last one for 2022. Yeah. And, um, another year gone by. Another year gone by. And, you know, it's always a little bit of a melancholy thing when uh, the years pass. But, uh, you know, I think uh, given the circumstances of 2022, I think, uh, you know, we're pretty happy to usher in a new year. Yes. And uh, reshuffle the deck, so to speak. Absolutely. So, um, hope it was a good year for you. Uh, it certainly was, uh, yes. you know, we're looking back on our, uh, our uh, productivity. Uh, you know, we interviewed some really good guests, and you can find the podcast at drhoffman.net. I actually gave a compendium in uh, one of our December newsletters of our top podcasts of 2022. And uh, we had some really uh, phenomenal guests, and we have some really great guests mm-hmm. lined up for 2023. Looking forward so, to that. So uh, I'll be back on the podcast beat mm-hmm. uh, right after New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a series of great podcasts. Let me give you a preview if I can. I'm going to consult my calendar here and uh, try and... Yeah, and you know what? A good place to start is when you do your year-end best of Mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's a great place for those new listeners who are listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast to go and find out. Start there. So coming back, uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk to, uh, you know, in February, Drew Ramsey, MD, who wrote a great book on the diet... Uh, connection to mental health. He's a psychiatrist. He's a nutritional psychiatrist. Uh, I love that term, nutritional psychiatrist. Very key now. I wish that was around 40 years ago. And, oh, my goodness. And, and you know, what really uh, ushered that in uh, was a great podcast that we did in uh, November, uh, which was uh, with uh, Dr. Uh, Chris Palmer. Christopher mm-hmm. Palmer on his book Brain Energy, which Brain I, Energy, I yes. recommend that all of you get and read because I think it's a revolutionary book. But coming back to our schedule in uh, January, uh, we're actually going to be talking about uh, psychedelics uh, oh, wow. to in the new year. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Matt Zeman, who's author of Psychedelics for Everyone. Wow. Are you ready for this? Are you going to do some so we'll do some micro dosing? Lucy in the sky with diamonds. We're, we're going to all do little micro dosing in 2023. Oh, I don't. The beginner's so. guide to these powerful medications for anxiety, depression, addiction, PTSD, and expanding consciousness. A little oh, kind of a yeah. Timothy Leary vibe to that. So okay. that'll be interesting. That's coming up. 
Uh, also, we're going to talk uh, holistic uh, dermatology to Diana Hurwitz. Uh, she's the author, uh, co-author of a book on psoriatic arthritis. Uh, we interviewed her co-author, who's a rheumatologist, in 2022. Um, it will also uh, talk about um, uh, a very interesting study on a breakthrough technique for dealing with hot flashes. Oh. Using virtual reality. Yeah. That's, oh, you're kidding. Seriously. Seriously. So We have uh, to enter the metaverse to dispel hot flashes? No, you you can you don't have to you don't have to sign on with uh, you know Facebook oh, and thank uh, goodness. Mark, Mark and the Zuck. No. You don't I have won't to go all in with the Zuck because this is technology that's available even without that. <laughs> oh good. Uh, so yeah, I mean some interesting stuff and Mm-hmm. More and more coming up, so looking, we're looking forward, forward to all of that. that. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's talk a little bit about uh, how you can get some of the supplements that you require in 2023. There are literally hundreds of curated, vetted supplements in my full script dispensary, which you can mm-hmm. find at drhoffmanstore.com. And these are the very self-same. I mean, I order from them all the time. I do too. Because uh, it's a great way to get yeah. supplements. They come really fast, they promptly. Uh, we've arranged for them to have free shipping yes. for our uh, listeners and patients. And uh, they're really the highest quality supplements. You, mm-hmm. you know, you can't go wrong with them because they very carefully vet the supplements and mm-hmm. no nonsense, no, you know. They have a medical advisory board. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really. So just go to drhoppenstore.com to order. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's the announcement for this segment. So the question has to do with... Yes, this comes from Dean. We've got to face face the music on this one. Yes. Dean says, I often find capsules floating in the water after having a diarrhea episode. Why? How can I resolve this? Okay. This is actually due to a phenomenon called rapid transit. Yeah. Which we do not experience a lot of in New York uh, because <laughs> because of our failing uh, uh, transportation infrastructure. Right, right, but right. R- rapid transit means that, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, that food went right through me. Yes. It did. It's like a dumping syndrome, it, but it, that's, it that's did, a little it different. It didn't. I didn't. assure you that those egg rolls and spare ribs that you had you right. know, at the Chinese restaurant yeah. that made you go to the bathroom. They actually triggered a hormonal response uh, through substances like VIP, vasoactive, vaso, vasovagal, no, vasoactive no. intestinal peptide, oh, okay. which is a signaling molecule mm-hmm. to <laughs> promote peristalsis and evacuation and release of digestive enzymes. Anyway, so this it's it's the food that is in your mouth can't go out your rear end within you know no. thirty minutes. No. So what is but you can have either slowed transit, which may take days from the time you ingest the food to the time yeah. that you defecate, or you may have a, a cycle that is as, as short as you know 18 hours. Yes. And that yeah. means that the food doesn't have time to be properly digested. Mm-hmm. And there are a multitude of causes for that. And sure. some of it has to do with something called EPI, exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Yes. And EPI is actually... 
now being recognized by the conventional medical profession. We used to give digestive enzymes when I first was in practice. In I'm the seeing more and more yeah, EPI commercial, drug the, commercials. Well, why? Is because they have drugs. Yeah. They have, a, but we've had digestive enzymes that we've been selling forever. forever. Yeah. So now it's a drug. Okay, fine. Uh, you can get a prescription for it, but that's worth investigating. But that isn't necessarily the answer. It, yes. We have to uh, analyze why that's happening for mm -hmm. you. But what it does illustrate is that uh, for people with weak digestion, some of these uh, supplements can go kerplunk in the toilet and not be absorbed. Yeah. Especially yeah. what are called these time-release capsules mm. or enterically coated capsules, mm -hmm. which are designed to protect them for digestion in the stomach. In the stomach and, and then, wait till it further, yeah. further well, down in transit. But it, the, ideally, they should sort of time-release as slowly so that they release their ingredients yeah. But it doesn't always work because people have different digestions and people have different digestive time. True. And some people, the coating is too hard to uh, break down. And that's probably what he's experiencing. The other question would be, Dean, is are, are you having this diarrhea anytime you're taking these particular supplements right. that you're taking? Or is it ever happening on the days when that... People who yeah. people come to us invariably are taking a lot of supplements. What do you single out as supplements that they should consider going easy on? If they're taking 58 supplements, Dr. Hoffman, yeah. I want them off all of them. Right. But if they're taking a handful of supplements, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the guilty ones can be magnesium, fish oil, vitamin C in large amounts mm -hmm. can cause can. loose stool Now diarrhea. that may actually be a beneficial effect for many people because True. the majority of people, especially if they get older, they get constipated. Over constipated. So yeah. you can get actually a benefit from taking magnesium of certain types, especially mm -hmm. magnesium citrate. Fish mm -hmm. um, oil has kind of a lubricating effect, and too it much fish oil can cause a problem. Yeah. Vitamin C causes osmotic diarrhea. That's right. why I was wondering, an you know, upper tolerable limit uh, to it. that uh, Linus Pauling must have had a, uh, a close relationship with his toilet. Honestly, he was know. taking over 10 grams a day, 10,000 milligrams a day. Maybe the upper tolerable limit is 2,000 milligrams. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about vitamin C, though? We tend to have a higher tolerance for it if we have a cold. We need more. a higher bowel, bowel tolerance right. for it, which is very and interesting. that's physiologic because it's, studies have shown that animals, uh, other than humans and guinea pigs, all mammals can uh, synthesize vitamin C. Yeah. we're defective in that respect. Right, and so we need when dietary. you study dogs, when dogs get sick, they they're upregulating their vitamin C synthesis. They're mm. making more vitamin C, mm -hmm. so it stands to reason that when we're sick our requirements may go up for yeah. exogenous outside vitamin C. Yeah, yeah, so. I just, I read something kind of interesting about um, uh, meat and vitamin C, is uh, if you are a total carnivore and don't take any vitamins, you can get scurvy. Yeah, Right. you're not getting any C. Right, from, yeah. but if you want to be a total carnivore and not eat any vegetables or fruit, if you eat raw meat, you can get vitamin C. Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But, wow. you know, steak tartare, maybe. Delicious, but yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> Raw chicken. That's not happening. Risky. That's very risky. Risky. Uh, raw fish, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sushi, sushi. There may be, there may be some, you might want to look this up to see if there's I something will. about raw fish and the vitamin C content. I don't think it's they don't like uh, yeah. an orange or something. Mm-hmm. It can't uh, be. I can't. I do know that at one of our favorite sushi places, they we eat the sushi, and then at the end, they give us like a complimentary orange. Yes. 
Yeah. Maybe they're maybe, maybe that's, it's vitamin C to help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it could be a pa- palate cleanser. Yeah, that's or right. something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Right. So often with sushi or sashimi, they'll give you a little lemon, a little lemon wedge. Maybe there's some vitamin C in the wasabi or something. Right. Yeah. right. That's interesting too. Yeah, so, but so okay. it made most of us take State additional you don't, supplementary vitamin C. Right. But some of the highest sources are more than an orange would be strawberries, even a red pepper, which is interesting. Pretty high in vitamin C. It's much smaller amounts in the skin of a potato, but it, it's kind of everywhere in the produce, which is so helpful, besides citrus. Episodic explosive diarrhea is sometimes referred to as IBS-D. Yeah. Because you, you divide IBS into different categories. ibs C, which is constipation predominant. Yes. And then there's IBS mixed, mm-hmm. which is constipation alternating with diarrhea. And uh, so this should be worked up. And a, a common cause of IBS-D is SIBO, mm-hmm. small intestine bacterial overgrowth, which can be detected True. through a breath test. And then you can apply treatments, which mm-hmm. are either medication, but we prefer herbs, Yes. And we prefer a for low herbs FODMAP over diet. an antibiotic or we, something. We'll do like a low that. FODMAP diet. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want people on a low FODMAP diet forever because I don't want people to stop eating broccoli yep. and cabbage nope. and garlic and onions and things Unless like that. Unless they're forever. very they're intolerant. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, Dean, thank you for this very thoughtful question. And graphic question. Yeah. Yeah. You may need a workup. You may have uh, bowel issues that. You need to work. Uh, you need to look into. We've got a we'll comment here from Nicole. We had a question about uh, a light for seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. to use during yep. the winter. Yeah. And she's By recommending way, something that she likes a lot. Oh, that's helpful. I really like when people chime in. Yeah. Like a community here to. Yeah. Uh, you know, offer suggestions. She uses something called Verilux. It's called a Verilux Happy Light. I have that too. Oh, good. That's the brand I use. There yeah. you go. She says it hel- helps me during the long sunless winter in Minnesota. So, yeah. And thank you for letting us know, Nicole. So, so Dr. Halpin, you use that as well. Yeah. I, and well, I, I turn it on when I wake up. And mm-hmm. I typically, my morning routine is uh, I you know, open the window shades, because I use blackout shades, because there's some annoying light that's coming from uh, a building across the way that's under construction, and they leave it on all night for some reason, maybe for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. And so it shines in, and I know that when you get even a little bit of artificial light at night, it kind of disturbs your melatonin production, your endogenous mm-hmm. melatonin production, even mm-hmm. a small amount. So I use a blackout shade. Um, yeah. And then I, I lift it in the morning. Getting morning light is really important. It's very important. As what's called a sight gaber, which mm-hmm. is literally a time giver. It sets your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. But importantly, what it does is, and I just learned a little bit about the physiology here, is uh, the, one of the things that makes you tired is adenosine. And ah. adenosine is abolished to some extent with light. It's also abolished with exercise. Mm. So an ideal thing is if you can get up and go outside and get some natural sunlight, take a walk or a run. That's what I like to do if possible. Yeah. Now when it's snowy and icy and maybe that's not feasible, you don't want uh, to fall down. Go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. You know, and do work. That'll abolish your uh, it'll abolish your adenosine. Yeah. Another really good adenosine antagonist is caffeine. Mm. Uh, That'll do it. But uh, what I'm hearing is the ideal time is after you 
uh, get light and exercise about an hour and a half to two hours after you uh, wake up. That's the time to take caffeine. Yeah. Now, a lot of people just kind of like stumble over to the coffee maker. Yeah. They even program it, you know. Oh, yeah. Program it so it goes off. So it's it's like, uh. Yeah. It's like like a hibernating bear. It's like, got to take that caffeine. (laughs) But that suggests that you may be taking in too much caffeine because... That's you true, know, too. It's, you're, you're going through withdrawal already. You know, Right. Already. People don't realize that they can get addicted to it. And those people requiring, totally. you know, four or five cups of coffee throughout the day, not just a couple of yeah. cups in the morning, but all day long, they're looking for that caffeine fix. They're probably dependent. And they're probably getting a headache if they don't have it in time, even. I, I just learned that the quarter life of caffeine is about... Uh, is about uh, four hours, which ah. means that a quarter of it will dissipate uh, to three quarters after four hours, a half after eight hours, and by even eight 16, o'clock at night. So sixteen hours later. It's yeah, still- even like at eight o'clock at night, that's twelve hours. It's you still got twenty five percent of the caffeine yeah. in your system. Now you may be able to fall asleep, mm-hmm. but. Either, the thought is that it may disturb your sleep architecture and True. have a deleterious effect. This is from one cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. And it depends on your genetics. That's true, too. Because some people... You some know, people are, are slow metabolizers. Yeah, there's there's two SNPs. And mm-hmm. if you have a double hit on that, you mm-hmm. can't metabolize coffee where the dam. Yeah. And you become very jittery with little coffee. Yeah. And if you have uh, the absence of those or the presence of those, I can't remember which then you metabolize very quickly and mm-hmm. you can just guzzle coffee and you don't get that much of an effect. Mm-hmm. I test, I have one each, so I'm intermediate. Oh, okay. So I don't get that jangled from caffeine, yeah. but I have a minimal tolerance for caffeine. A good idea with coffee is to minimally consume it and then use it when you really need it. Like for an athletic bout, I, you get right. more efficacy because it is ergogenic for athletics. Sure. And, sure. Uh, or when, say, I mean, typically I'll never have caffeine at night, but sometimes it'll be like, I'm at a party and I've got like a drive like 90 miles. Oh, then you want And some. it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm just gonna, it's going to be, okay, long ride on a highway at night. And, you know, I crank up the rock music. Sure. And, you know, the FM, you know, uh, classic rock channel. Yeah. And I have a cup of coffee. And it's there like, you go. I'm jazzed. Yeah. And, you know, but that's because I don't drink coffee ordinarily. Right, right. I like tea. I like English breakfast or Earl Grey, but I'll have a super hit of that on a Saturday morning when I need to get my Energizer but my Energizer Bunny's freak on to clean house. Okay. Or to go do something like that. Or, or, it's, it's, or when I'm not pre- motivated Get a prescription to- for Adderall or something. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll uh, stay with caffeine. It's, a, it's amazing how many yeah. kids are taking stimulants. That's true. Uh, I was just hearing, you know, I, you hear these conversations in the street, and yeah. this, this kid is like talking, it's like, you know, so somebody asked, well, how did you get diagnosed with ADD? He goes, yeah, you know, and then I got some Adderall, you know, and it's like, right. uh, and he seemed like a normal young kid, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, there's, um, parenthetically, uh, there's... Yep. Another way to get your caffeine mm-hmm. that may have some weight loss uh, capability, uh, which is a tea called Goto Cola. Yeah. I mean, it's not a Goto Cola. I mean, Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate. Yeah. Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate is South American brew. And I don't really like the taste of it, but it has GLP-1 
mm -hmm. uh, effects. And GLP-1 drugs are very popular these days for uh, not just for diabetes, but for weight loss. Mm. Uh, they're, uh, they, they were actually uh, originally found in Gila monsters uh, who had the ability to go for a really long time without eating. Wow! And so they manufactured high levels of GLP-1, and so then they came up with synthetic GLP-1 agonists like semaglutide, oh, 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 Zempic. Oh, and, gotcha. And the other one is... Yeah. Um, uh, some people have done okay with Ozempic, but other people report a lot. Other people report a lot this of nausea. This is nauseous. It, a lot of nausea. It diffuses appetite by making you yeah nauseous. Yeah. And it, one of our one of the patients we saw also today. Re Rebelsis is another one. Yeah, one of the patients we saw today told me she threw up once from it. Oh my! And for somebody who loves to cook and cooks really well, yeah, that could be a bit of a. And worse than yeah. that, it can actually cause. Uh, a more profound cause of nausea, which is pancreatitis. Oh my! Which is don't want that dangerous. So, uh, but it's all the craze now, and a lot of people are injecting it or taking it orally. It's in big demand; they can't keep up with the demand. Uh, people are paying big bucks for it because when it's not covered by insurance, you got to lay out the cash. Yes. Uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, but it does produce weight loss. Yeah. And they're actually coming up with a new iteration of those drugs, which is going to be ultra popular because it yeah. dramatically reduces weight. Um, but in the meantime, yerba mate. Yerba mate has GLP-1 yeah. agonist effects to a minor degree. It's not going to cause pancreatitis, but it will somewhat suppress your appetite. I don't know how much you have to drink to get that effect, but you mm. could try it. Mm -hmm. It has a little caffeine in it, so go easy. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. All you know, right. caffeine itself may have an appetite suppressant effect. You know, a lot of the nice thing about tea is it's got a little theanine in it, which balances out the jagged effect of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, back when I was a coffee drinker, I noticed that just having a cup of coffee, the way somebody might with a meal, like I would, I would watch the Mary Tyler Moore show, and I noticed one day for lunch she ordered at a restaurant, I'll have a hamburger and a cup of coffee, and I thought to myself. That coffee would keep me from eating the burger. Yeah. I would not have an appetite for I, that burger if I drank that cup of coffee. I, well, I use coffee a little Which bit that weird. way. And I don't drink caffeinated coffee. I drink decaf. But yeah. I find that uh, as a way of uh, reducing Just cravings. Flip, like, yeah. It, people it, will have a cup of coffee and maybe... It, like a dessert. Like a, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, then I'm, and then I'm good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it quells that craving. Right. Uh, but it, it's decaf because... Late meals, I absolutely don't oh, sleep no, no. well. I don't with, like a late yeah. meal at all. Uh, but uh, which is which explains the uh, as people get older, the early bird specials and all that stuff. It makes a lot of sense. You know, it's terrific to go to bed on a very empty stomach. It actually, I think it feels good. Different strokes. I, it's not different hungry. Points. It's I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe good. it's because I was trained by mom. That my bedtime snack was always a Hostess Twinkie. <gasps> Yum. And, uh, so I have to now. I don't eat. My Hostess favorite Twinkie, was Yodels, but, but I'll not have at like bedtime. like uh, some Yodels. berries with a little bit of skier yeah. or uh, coconut yogurt mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. as a like sort of apres dinner thing. You know, because yeah. if I'm staying up, you know, eight, nine, ten o'clock, I get a little hungry. And I do fine going to sleep with some there food in my stomach. Now, other people who have GERD or reflux, oh, they should. They don't do well or. It also reduces your your appetite for breakfast, which, you know, true. You know, it's some people uh, having a breakfast is a way of stabilizing their blood sugar mm -hmm. through the day. Mm -hmm. You know, 
One thing I would say in conclusion, because you know we're uh, ending the year, is that when it comes to uh, nutrition, mm-hmm. the more I know, the less I know, yes. and the more I know, the less I'm sure of. Yeah, and it really calls for an individualized approach to nutrition. There is, I mean, there's right. these tremendous debates on Twitter, which you stay off of, but it's like mostly guys with their shirts off and they're shredded, and it's like. Then they show a picture of how they look. They were schlumpy, uh-huh. and it's like carnivore, rawr. Yeah. And then there's like the vegans, you know, who come back at them and fight them, you mm-hmm. know, like like mm-hmm. a joust. And you know that's just not good science, mm-hmm. and it's not good nutrition practice to uh, have confirmation bias around one single approach. Yeah. Now my bias these days is towards low carb, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have to keep an open mind. Absolutely. Uh, I personally did a 180. I was a vegan mm-hmm. for many years in my 20s and 30s, and then I came around to a higher protein, lower carb paradigm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but it's 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 almost like a sliding scale. The di- different the various uh, amounts of carbohydrates for different people. And depending on yep. where they are in their metabolism, yep. in their health, in their exercise levels, and all so of that, yeah. all of that, yeah. and how they feel, their energy levels, and so forth. But so there tends important. to be a um, such a an emotional charge around the foods that people eat. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's well, almost like a big it like, it's very tribal. It's tribal. It really is tribal. But yeah. they're but they're linking it to the climate and. Uh, there's a well, lot that's of pushback. A way of, that's a, a way of harnessing the narrative mm-hmm. uh, that is the, I don't know, pre, sort of preordained na- narrative, which is that uh, meat is bad and that vegetarian foods are better yeah. for you. And that, and all be, besides that, it's more virtuous to do that because you're reducing your carbon footprint. Mm. Um, but when it comes to human physiology, we can't ignore... Uh, millions of years of exquisite evolution where That's humans true. adapted to many different types of diets. Yeah, yeah, we can't ignore that. I mean, it will be to our peril, really. The, the Inuit are virtually totally, well, uh, totally fat well, and protein, yeah. fat and protein, to to almost to the exclusion of carbs. Whereas equatorial people, they got lucky to get a small animal. You yeah, know, uh, when they were mostly yeah. subsisting on tubers. Mm-hmm. The one thing is. Unprocessed. unprocessed, unprocessed, unprocessed. Everything, yeah, unprocessed to the extent possible because Absolutely. everything is processed mm-hmm. to some extent or another. Anyway, uh, we digress, which is what we do here. <laughs> uh, we will not promise you a digression-free 2023 because that's what we do best. What we invite your questions to uh, give us a little bit of structure. Questions at drhoffman.net, the place to send questions. We want to wish you a very happy New Year. And all the best to you and your families in 2023. Yes, Happy and New Year. Special thanks to you, Layla, because you have been a boon uh, companion and contributor here on um, uh, Q&A with Layla. It's a privilege to be here, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. And really? uh, I think we... You know, they say do what you love and you don't, you'll never work a day in your life. That's absolutely me. Well, that's awesome. You know, I, I can't help but say it. it's true. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so, 
with that, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could top Happy that. Happy New Year, everybody. I, can I don't think I could top that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Yes. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mudin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.